praise you, Father. Glory, glory, glory. Well, we've been talking about the ABCs of faith. The ABCs of faith. And the ABCs of faith are this. What is faith? And then B, I guess, is how does faith come? And C is how do we use our faith? How do we walk by faith? You know, the Bible makes many promises about faith. This is one of them. It says here in James chapter 5, it says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Well, when we hear save, we ordinarily think go to heaven when you die. But the word save here literally means healed, and that's how the modern Bibles translate it. So we could read that and say, and the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Everybody say, the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Say, the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Say, the prayer of faith might Say, the prayer of faith faith. might heal the sick. No, it says, the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Say, the prayer of faith faith. shall Shall. heal the sick. sick. Say, the prayer of faith faith. shall, 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 shall heal the sick. Hallelujah. So if we can pray the prayer of faith, then we can be guaranteed that the sick will be healed. If we can learn to pray the prayer of faith, then we can be guaranteed that when we pray, the sick will be healed. Because it tells us the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. It doesn't leave any room for exceptions or uh, fine print or for escapes for God. It says the prayer of faith shall, shall, shall heal the sick. So I don't know about you guys, but I want to learn to pray the prayer of faith. Because when the sick come, I want to be able to pray for them and see that they're healed. Can you see that? Hallelujah. But in order to do that, we're going to have to learn to pray the prayer of faith. We're going to have to learn about faith. We're going to have to learn how faith comes. We're going to have to learn what faith is. We're going to have to learn how to use our faith. Now, the thing about faith is this. So we began talking last week about what is faith. What is faith? And I explained to you that faith... uh, You know, I've been studying this subject for a long time, and this is the way I understand it, so that's the way I'm going to explain it to you. Faith has two parts to it. Sometimes you will hear people saying things like, you know, you got to act on the Word. And that's true, you do have to act on the Word. You have to act on the Word of God. And then sometimes you'll hear people saying something like, no, you got to get a rhema word from God. you got to get a rhema. you got to stay in the Word until faith comes. And that's true too. But it's not one or the other, it's both. You have to have both parts. And so we call the first part of faith, we could call it, we could call that revelation when something is revealed to you. Uh, 
in, in Spanish, I, I was, it occurred to me last week during the Spanish service that in Spanish, uh, when you, do, you, you know what, does anybody remember photography? I guess I'm the only, we were watching a movie that took place in the, when was that? Took place in, uh, you know, like in the 70s or something. And they showed the guy taking pictures and developing the film and developing the pictures. And, you know, I missed that because when I, from when I was a little kid, we always had that stuff in our house, you know. We had a little dark room and we had enlargers where we could make pictures and we knew how to develop things. And we'd make the pictures and when my dad was gone, we'd go in there and mess with all his stuff, you know. <laughs> and take pictures and develop them, you know what I mean? And what happens is you take the picture, right, with your film in the olden days. That's why I say I miss that, because now with digital cameras, all that's gone. It's kind of sad to me. Anyway, you'd take your picture, and it would come on a roll of film, and you'd develop the film, you know, and, and you know, for us, we didn't have color stuff. We just did black and white, because color's a lot more complicated. It has to be more exact and stuff. But we developed this black and white film, and then when it was dry, we'd put it in the enlarger, and we'd put a sheet of, of photographic paper in the, under the enlarger, and we'd turn on the light for a couple seconds, or maybe not even, you know, and that would, image would go onto this paper. But if you looked at it, all it was was a blank sheet of paper. It was just white. But you'd put it in the developing solution. In this pan, you'd fill it up with developing solution, and then you'd kind of rock the pan like this to get all the air bubbles off the, off the piece of photographic paper. And then gradually as you're rocking the pan, the image starts to be revealed. In Spanish, that's the word they use for developing film. Revealed. Revelado. And uh, so that's what it's talking about here. You gradually begin to see something. You get a revelation. It's revealed to you. You know something on the inside. That's the first part of faith. The second part of faith, we said, was action. And these two together make faith. So I, I think I didn't finish telling you the example of when, when uh, one time when we were in Tulsa, Jeremiah came to me and he liked to wear these little muscle shirts and he was about four years old at the time. And he came and his mom and him came into the room and said, we need you to pray for Jeremiah. He has this little, some kind of little growth thing on his, uh, whatever part of your body this is, your chest or whatever. And it was right in the spot where those little muscle shirts would rub on it. And so I didn't think it was anything. I looked at it and I said, well, that's nothing. And so I kind of prayed, you know, okay, be healed in Jesus' name. Go away and leave me alone. You know what I mean? And they went off and I completely forgot about it. You know, we just finished reading the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. But see, it's the prayer of faith that will heal the sick. It's not the prayer of leave me alone that heals the sick. It's not even the prayer of I wish you'd be healed that heals the sick. It's not the prayer of boy, wouldn't it be great if you were healed that heals the sick. It's not the prayer of I hope you're going to be healed that heals the sick. It's the prayer of faith that heals the sick. So about we moved here to California. Uh, you know, we moved back here to the Imperial Valley and and we were living in the home where we live now. And one day, so Jeremiah by then must have been seven. When I first prayed for him, he was four. And so now he's seven. He comes into the room and he says, Dad, this thing is still here. I'd completely forgotten about it. I, 
this thing is still here. But when he said that, I looked and I said, oh. And what I thought was this. I said, I don't want him to leave my house thinking that God doesn't answer prayer. I don't want him leaving my house thinking that God doesn't heal. Now, at the time, I told him to write this down, but he's forgotten all about this. So if you go ask him, he say, is that true what your dad said? He's going to say, I don't know. I don't remember that. But when he was seven, I said, write this down so you don't forget about it. Anyway, so I knew that if I was going to get him healed, I had to have a revelation first. I had to have some faith on the inside of me first. So I told you that I went and got a book on healing and I began to study it. I mean, I knew about healing already. I'd studied it for many years. I had been healed of many things. I had prayed for healing for Jeremiah before, but I knew I needed faith on the inside of me. So I went and got a book on healing, a book that I had read many times before. I got it out and I began to read it. And after reading it just for five or ten minutes, on the inside of me, faith rose up and on the inside of me I now knew it was developed the picture was developed on the inside of me I received a revelation that God would heal that when I prayed I knew on the inside of me that when I went to pray for Jeremiah he was going to be healed that's the first part of faith hallelujah knowing on the inside you have the revelation so then I went and prayed for him I prayed for him I said father in the name of Jesus I said, in the name of Jesus, skin, be smooth and perfect and like you're supposed to be in Jesus' name. Now comes time for the second part of faith, the action of faith. Most people, when you pray for them, their first thought is they want to go and check. Well, let me go see if I'm healed. Most people, when they pray for somebody, we pray for them to be healed. And they, well, do you feel any better? Do you feel any better? Well... That doesn't have anything to do with faith. Faith doesn't have any, faith is down in here. Down in here, I know that when I pray for him, he is going to be healed. So now I pray for him. My mind says, check to see if he's healed. And I said, why would I check? I know down in here that when I pray for him, he'll be healed. Hallelujah. Now I just prayed for him. So I walked away. I didn't care whether. I know he's healed in here. I got there. Now the action is acting like he's healed. So I remember walking. Sometimes we'd be walking through the, the living room there at our house. And he'd be coming from his bedroom. I'd be coming from the kitchen. I remember one time walking along like this. And the thought came to my mind. Well, just kind of glance out of the corner of your eye. And check to see. Nobody will know. You'll just kind of go like this and see if he's healed. You know what I'm saying? Why am I checking to see if he's healed? Is it faith to check if he's healed? Is it faith to check if you're healed? You know, this this one lady with a fantastic healing ministry, her name was uh, Lillian Yeomans. She was a medical doctor. She was like, you know, she was like a surgeon back in the early 1900s. And in fact, her mom was a doctor in the 1800s. So, I mean, they must have been something else. Anyway, she ended up getting healed by God. And after that, she started this healing ministry. And she was back east someplace. But eventually, she ended up here in Long Beach, California. And she had a home for healing where people would come and they'd pray for them. 
but she used to tell, she used to say this, she would say, checking, after you pray to be healed, checking to see if you're healed is sin. Checking to see if you, well, if you believed you were healed. God said the prayer of faith will heal the sick. God said the prayer of faith will heal the sick. I mean, am I the only one? Maybe this just is me. Maybe this is just me. But when my kids say to me, Dad, uh, take us to the show, and I say, okay, we're going to go in a few minutes. And then they come and say to me, uh, Dad, are we going to the show? Dad, are we going to the show? Dad, are we going? I just finished telling you we were going to the show. Dad, are we going to the show? Dad, are we going to? Am I the only one who gets offended by that? I tell them, you ask me one more time, we're not going to the show. You know, but we do that to God all the time. Oh, yeah, God, I know you said, I, I know you said the prayer of faith would heal the sick, but we need to check up on you, see if you're telling the truth this time. I'm going to check up. No, she would say, I didn't say this, she said this. Lillian Yeoman said, checking is sin. You pray to be healed, to check to see if you're healed is sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is the action part. On the inside of me, I know that when I prayed for him, down here, not up here with my brain, my brain doesn't believe in healing. Does your brain believe in healing? If it does, there's something the matter with it. Healing isn't a brain thing. It's a heart thing. It's faith. Can you see that? So I know in my heart that when I prayed for him, so now I'm walking through the living room, the thought is, check out of the corner of your eye. That's my brain. That's not my heart. My brain operates by what it sees. My heart operates by the word of God. Can you see that? My spirit is moved by what God says, not by what my brain says. My brain is only moved by its senses, by what I can see or touch or taste. My brain is so stupid, it thinks that that's all that there is in the world is what can be seen and touched and tasted can you see that hallelujah so i'm walking through the room. no i'm not looking uh-uh no he's healed his skin is smooth and 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 uh just like god designed it to be hallelujah and, and you know i went on like this for a couple months and one day we were driving down from san diego and we were about to start coming down the hill you know they're around the gas stations up there wherever what is that hakumba is that what that's called we're about to come, and Jeremiah says, Dad, it's gone! Dad, it's gone! And the first thought that came to my mind was, check and see. Well, what do I need to check for? I have not checked to this day. Hallelujah. I have not, I have not given in to my brains or to my eyes to go and check to see if he's healed. I know down in here that when I prayed for him, God healed him. Can you see that? So can you see there's two parts. There's the revelation and then there's action. And if you don't have both parts, you don't have faith. If you have action without revelation, all you got is religion. If you have revelation without action, the Bible says what you have is dead faith. It's dead. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't affect the world around it. That's, and most Christians are in one or two of those camps. They're either action without revelation, and they're religious people. They go to church, but during the week they curse and rob and steal and cheat and do all the bad things everybody else does. 
They get divorced, they fornicate, they adulterate, they use drugs, they drink, they party, whatever. Just like the world. Nobody can tell the difference from them. All they have is action, but no revelation. I mean, all they have is, yeah, action and no revelation. Then people can have revelation. They can know it, but not act on it. You know what we call those people? We call them wimps and weenies and cowards and crybaby girls and sissy boys. They don't have the guts to act on the word of God. They come up to the promised land and they say, No, 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 they're going to beat us. They're going to beat us. Oh, no, no, no. Hallelujah. So you could have a revelation. You could know in your heart. God could speak to you directly in your heart. And you would not act on it. It happens all the time. It happens every Sunday. There's somebody here who the Holy Spirit is telling them, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Does this happen or am I just imagining? You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And they, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But when it comes time for the invitation, oh no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. People, What would people say? What would people think? What would people do? They'd laugh at me. They'll think I'm a nut. They'll think I'm crazy. What do we call a person who does that? A coward! Isn't that what we call them? Juanita calls them that. I wouldn't be that mean. You know what I'm saying? But that's what Juanita calls them. Hallelujah. Was there ever a time you weren't okay. born again and you still did religious things? Can you see the two I, parts of faith in the story of Jeremiah? You had to have both. If you don't have both, you don't have anything. If I go and pray for him without a revelation... Nothing is going to happen. If I got a revelation and I go pray for him, but I fail to act on the word of God afterwards, nothing will happen. Does that make sense to you? So I want to talk for a while about the first part of faith, the revelation part. The revelation part. That's the part I want to focus on. So I'm going to say something like faith is, but I just mean this faith is this first part. Later on, we're going to talk about faith is this second part thing, right? So this is just part of it. This is the part you have to have, though. Revelation. Now, faith is of the heart of the spirit. It's a force of your spirit, man. It's a product of your spirit, man. It's a fruit of your spirit, man. It's something that comes out of your spirit, man. It's something that comes out of your heart. Faith is of the heart. It's not of the reasoning ability. It's not of the brain. So the Bible says this in Romans chapter 10, 10. It says, for with the heart, man believeth. Everybody say, with the heart. With the heart, man believeth. Not with the head. You don't believe him with your head. Faith isn't a product of your head. So the Apostle Paul, this is one of the most important scriptures in the Bible. This is what, you know, a lot of people, they read the book of Romans and they think it's all about Paul saying the Jews were trying to be righteous by keeping the law. The Jews didn't believe that. They don't to this day. They didn't in in Paul's day. Hallelujah. We've made that up. The Jews don't believe you're righteous by keeping the law. They believe they're righteous because God picked them. They're the chosen people. That's why they believe they're righteous before God. Hallelujah. And so here he's telling us what the issue is. And it's the same issue we have today. Has anybody here ever been to church? 
I mean, besides this church? You ever been to a church beside this church? Have you, were, were, maybe I'm not, is there anybody here who's born again? You're born again? Okay, we got three people who are born again. Here, four, five, six, is that it? Seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, thank you very much. Was there ever a time you weren't born again? Was there ever a time you weren't born again and you still did religious things? Hallelujah. You know, when I was, when I was at college looking for wild, wild women, you know what I mean? Hallelujah. I wasn't a Christian, see? These kids don't have an excuse, but I wasn't a Christian. I was a devil child. You know what I mean? So I'm looking for these wild, wild women. But I wasn't finding any. <laughs> Hiding from me. You know, they'd see me coming and they'd run. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. When I was doing that, every night I went to sleep and I'd pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I wasn't even... A, every night. Every night I did that. You know what I mean? I went to party. I never party. But you know, I went to do bad things and I came home. Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, blessed fruit of thy womb. Holy our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it give us this day our daily bread. There was no power in it. There was nothing in it. It was just works. I remember the nun told us one time when we were going to catechism, you want to go to heaven? The person who goes to heaven is the one who prays the most Hail Marys. You know what I mean? And so, okay, I can do that. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. That's what Paul's talking about. He says, for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. You could say he's not a Baptist, which is one outwardly. You think there aren't Baptists who go to the Baptist church that don't live for God? I'm here to tell you most of them don't live for God. Somebody say amen. 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 So you could say he is not a Baptist, which is one outwardly. You're not a Baptist because you went through the class. You're not a Baptist because they dunk you in the water. Neither is, which, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. The baptism of the flesh is nothing. It's when you're doing it from your heart that it's something. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit. This is the Apostle Paul's main theme in everything he writes. This is his main theme. He's talking about, uh, you know, Jewish people, you haven't got the, the promises of God because you're trying to do it in the flesh. You're trying to keep the law in your flesh instead of keeping it from your heart. You're not serving God from your heart. You're serving him from your brain. There was no revelation to it. Can you see that? Look at this scripture here. In 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says, But the natural man, everybody say the natural man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Everybody say foolishness unto him. Foolishness. Have you ever heard somebody say, Oh, that stuff is foolishness. You can't speak to mountains and make them move. That's foolishness unto him. I'm here to tell you, you can speak to mountains and make them move. But the natural man 
receiveth not the things of... The natural man is the one who's governed by what he sees, what he hears, what he can touch with these fingers, what he can smell. He's the... For they are... Neither can he know them. Why can't he know them? Because you can't see them. You can't smell them. You can't hear them. You can't touch them. You can't taste them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned you gotta get them in here you gotta know something in here you gotta get the revelation in here hallelujah so first off here's the important thing for you to know faith is knowing in your heart faith is when you know something here in your heart so in Ephesians 1.17, this is a prayer we read all the time. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You know, when we get an idea, sometimes we say, oh, the light turned on for me. You know, sometimes in cartoons, when the cartoon guy gets an idea, what do they do? They... They put a light bulb over his head, right? Hallelujah. That's the way faith is. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. All of a sudden down here on the inside of you that you may know something. You'll know something. You'll go, wow. When I go to pray for Jeremiah, he's going to be healed. You know something. When I go to pray for Jeremiah... He's going to be healed. And that thing that you know will not necessarily agree with what you can see or hear or touch or taste. In other words, the whole time you know it down here on the inside, but out here it doesn't seem true. But down here on the end, One time when Becky was praying for healing... When Becky was praying for healing, you know, we've told you guys this story a million times, but it makes such a good example. And it says, um, let me read what I wrote here. It says, faith is when your heart is telling you that you're healed, even when your body says you're not healed. Faith is when you know on the inside, your heart is saying to you, you're healed even though your body is completely the same. Faith is when your heart is telling you the bill is paid off, even when the bill comes and it's gotten bigger. Do you know what I'm saying? Faith is when on the inside your heart is telling you you're going to win when even with everything you look at says you're going to lose. Can you see that? And so Becky was praying for, to be healed. And for about seven or eight months, uh, she had been doing, you know, her best to believe God. And she's going around, uh, you know, I, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. She's trying to believe God. I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. And then one day she said, no, I've got to get serious about this. You know, and... Uh, She'd go to church and we'd sit right behind the doctor. And she was afraid, oh, the doctor's going to turn around and he's going to see this thing that I have and, uh, and I'm going to be all embarrassed. 
Is that right? Hallelujah. And uh, so she's trying to, but finally about eight months of doing that, right? Maybe ten months. Ten months of doing that. She said, no, I've got to get serious about it. So she began meditating in the word. She began, what did I do when I needed Jeremiah healed? What, was, what did I do? I went and read the book until faith came. What did Becky do? She went and gets in the Bible. She starts meditating on the Word. She starts meditating on the Word. And she said when she first started praying, she'd look in the mirror, and she had this horrible thing on her face here. She'd look in the mirror, and the mirror would say, You're so ugly. Hallelujah. Is that what the mirror would say? The mirror would say, You're so ugly, because she had this horrible big thing on her neck. You know? And then she's meditating in the Word. She's meditating in the Word. And one day she looked in the mirror, and the mirror said the same thing. Nothing had changed. But on the inside of her, she knew, I'm healed. I don't care what you say, mirror. I am healed. Yeah, mirror, you may say nothing has changed, but I say to you, I'm healed. Down here, she knew it down here. She didn't know it up here in these eyeballs. She didn't know it in her reasoning ability. Her spirit, is this right? Her spirit told her, you're healed. Faith is knowing in your heart. Faith is knowing you're healed in your heart before anything out here has changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me, let me just finish this. I'm almost done. Faith is your heart telling you what you can expect to happen in the future. Faith is your heart, down here, your heart telling you what you can expect to happen in the future. Faith is when here in your heart, your heart says, this is what's going to happen. That's the inside part of faith. Your heart is telling you, this is what's going to happen. So, for example, here in Mark eleven twenty three, it says this, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, everybody say, shall not doubt in his heart. Say, shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe. Believe where? Where are you supposed to believe? In his heart. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in his heart. What are we supposed to believe? That those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. What are you supposed to believe? Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. What are you supposed to believe? That those things which you say will come to pass. What are you supposed to believe? That those things which you say will come to pass. What are you supposed to believe in your heart? That what you say will come to pass. You have to believe in your heart that what you're about to say is going to come to pass. Your heart has to be telling you when I pray for Jeremiah, he will be healed. And then when you speak to the mountain, be healed. What does Jesus say? He shall have whatsoever he saith. Your heart, faith is your heart telling you what you can expect to happen in the future. 
Faith is your heart telling you. Is this making sense to anybody? Faith is your heart telling you when in your heart says, the mountain is going to move. When in your heart says, the baby will be okay. When in your heart it says, the money will come. When in your heart it says, the prayer will be answered. Your heart is saying, then Jesus says, if you'll say that, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have whatsoever. Faith is that knowing in your heart. Faith is that your heart telling you what's going to happen in the future. You know one thing I'm convinced of? A lot of what we think is prophecy is just faith. We think people are telling the future. They're they're speaking the future into existence. Hallelujah. They're telling you what's going to happen in the future because they're making it happen. That mountain's going to move. 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 They're not prophesying. They're speaking to the mountain. Does that make sense to anybody? So faith is your heart telling you what you can expect to happen in the future. Faith is God speaking to you. Faith is God speaking to you. Oh, I was going to tell you a story about this one. Can I tell you a story real quick? Hallelujah. I was trying to, you know, I'm doing a little case. This doesn't mean I want you guys all to bring me all your cases, okay? Because I can only do one at a time. I only have time to do one at a time. And I've got two right now, so I'm booked. But uh, I'm doing a case for, uh, for, for my niece, Amber. And, uh, and we had an arbitration, which is like a little trial, right? And so I'm preparing for the arbitration. The day before the arbitration, I get a big, thick envelope from the defense attorney, and it's an expert witness testimony, and it's full of all sorts of calculations and all this, and he's proving with all these calculations that, uh, that uh, we're going to lose the case, basically. You know what I mean? And first of all, I'd never seen a witness, an uh, expert witness in the arbitration. I said, my God. How much money are these people spending on this case? This is a tiny little nothing of a case. And they spend on an expert witness. So they hired this expert witness. They send the thing. First of all, secondly, they're supposed to send this 30 days before the arbitration. They're not supposed to be able to use that. if they. So we went to the trial. So what do I say? What does my heart say? My brain says, oh, man, we're in trouble. I don't have an expert witness to counter this. You know what I mean? This is all sorts of math and algebra stuff. I'm going to have to figure this out by myself. You know, thank God I took some math, you know. And so I'm sitting here. My brain is saying, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. But in my heart, my heart is telling me, we're going to win this arbitration. And he's going to give us a good, you know, amount of judgment or whatever you call it. And uh, so I said, oh, we're going to win the arbitration. We're going to get a good a good judgment. I don't remember what they call it. A good award. Uh, we're going to win this arbitration. We're going to get a good award. And, and we ended up winning the arbitration. He gave us more than we asked for. The arbitrator did. I said, hallelujah. It doesn't get much better than that when you're a lawyer. Amen. He gave us more than we asked for. Man, woo! <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we still have to go to trial on that case because they have a right to ask for another trial. But at that point, that's what I was believing. My heart said, My heart could agree with that. 
My heart could see that that was so. I had faith for that in my heart, by which I mean my spirit was saying, this will come to pass. And then what did I do? I spoke it. Can you see that? Hallelujah. One, one last thing. Faith. Faith is God speaking to you. When God speaks to you, he doesn't speak to these ears. God, I, I like to put it this way just to be funny, but God doesn't speak English. He speaks Spanish. Everybody knows that, you know. I let no. God doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak Spanish. He speaks Hebrew. No, he doesn't speak Spanish. He speaks spirit. He speaks to your spirit. He speaks to your heart. Can you see that? People want to hear from God. They want to hear out here. God is a spirit. You want to hear from God? You've got to tune in to God. He's not the prince of the power of the air where you could hear him in the air. The prince of the power of the air is the devil. God is a spirit. He speaks to your spirit. And so, so here in Hebrews 11, you can see these two parts of faith. By faith, Noah being warned of God. What was Noah warned about? Anybody heard of Noah? Hallelujah. Noah was warned, there's a flood coming. He was warned of, by God of things not seen as yet. Nobody could see the flood, but he saw the flood, so he knows something. He's moved with fear. He prepared an ark. Can you see the two parts? God spoke to him, and he acted on it. God spoke to him. Where did he speak? Down in here. He didn't send him a telegram. He didn't send him a letter. He didn't call him up on his cell phone. He didn't text him. He spoke to his spirit. Can you see that? He got a revelation. And then he acted on it. I remember when uh, there was somebody here at the church that they, they were, the, the doctor said they had cancer and, and they called us up. Oh, you need to pray. Please pray for me, Pastor Greg. You know, the doctors say, you know, I'm going to have this surgery and blah, blah, blah and all this. And, and they were scared. And, uh, I mean, I understand why they were scared. It's scary when the doctors, you know, some doctors are idiots. They, I'm sorry, honey, you're going to be dead, and uh, i got to go see the next patient now. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. I'll send you the bill in the morning. I mean, it's like they're idiots. They go to idiot school. You know, I mean, you scare the crap out of somebody, and then you walk out of the room. I'll see you later. Uh, the, uh, am I not supposed to say that in church? Okay. Anyway, so they said... Pray for us. So all night long, I'm praying. I mean, this is somebody I care about. You know, some people, if I hardly ever see you at church, I'd probably, you know, be perfectly honest, I would not spend all night praying for you. You know what I'm saying? But this is somebody that, that helps with the kids, that ties, that's always here, that's been here since the beginning. You know what I mean? So when they call, man, I take it seriously, you know? This is somebody I need. I need this one to be here. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm just, be, I'm just being honest with you, man. <laughs> and so I'm praying all night, and in the, if I'm lying, I'm dying. In the middle of the night, God said to me, her name is going to be okay. And I said, okay. So I went to pray for her the next day, and I told her, I said, God told me you're going to be okay. I don't think she really believed me, but... I told her that she didn't need to believe me. I believed it. I knew in my heart that 
uh, she was going to be okay, and I spoke it with my mouth. I gave action. In here, I'm, she's going to be okay, and I spoke. She's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And I think she thought, well, that's not much of a prayer, Pastor Greg. You know, for all the work I put in at the church, you need to do something more. You know, slaughter a chicken. Dance around in a circle. Swing a chicken over your head five times. Shout to the Lord! But see, I believed it. God spoke to me. He said she's going to... I mean, what more do you need? God said she's going to be okay. God said you're going to be okay. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's a done deal. Hallelujah. Do you see what I'm saying? Faith is God speaking to you. In here, in your heart. The inside part of faith. Hallelujah. So, let me just go this last one and we're done. It says... So now we started out with this, our faith can heal others. The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. So what is the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is the prayer of the person whose heart is telling them, whose heart is telling them before they pray that the sick will be healed. What is the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is the prayer of the person whose heart tells them, that the person is healed as a result of the prayer, even when they don't look any better. Hallelujah. When your heart says, she's going to be healed. When your heart says, she's going to be healed, and then you pray, that's the prayer of faith. When your heart says, I don't know what's going to happen here, and you pray, that's the prayer of doubt. That's not the prayer of faith. That's the prayer of doubt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say this. Say, Veronica's baby is going to be okay. Veronica. Veronica's baby is going to be okay. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Everybody bow your head and close your eyes, and, and we're going to pray. Hallelujah. While everybody has their head, head bowed and eyes closed, I want to give you three opportunities to respond to God. And the first one is this. If you're here today and you are not a Christian, Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Until you're born again, you cannot begin to receive the things that God has for you. Until you're born again, you can't begin to receive the things that God has for you. So if you're here today and you've never been born again, but you want to...